Hello, I'm Lakita and welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast, where my partner Chloe and I talk about building and co-creating the future of work. We hope this podcast will be your weekly dose of support on all things work, leadership, and personal development as it relates to creating culture for you and your team. Because one of our principles is to be a guy, we look forward to providing space for our shared learning and exploration while trusting your personal experiences. After all, this is what co-creation is all about. So let's co-create together. Hello, co-creators. Welcome back to the Co-Create Work podcast. And Chloe, I cannot believe we are already at episode five of the podcast. I know. (laughs) I know. It's so exciting. And we've been hearing so much from all of you and we appreciate all of the love and the takeaways that you've been having um, from each of the episodes, especially as we've been talking about this topic of burnout. And so we wanted to make space and this will continue to be a part of the podcast of just some Q&A. So as you're listening to all of the episodes of the podcast. As you have questions that you would love to ask us, please send those our way and we would be thrilled to answer those. So for this very first Q&A episode, Chloe, how about you share what we're going to do? So we got a number of really great questions and we culled through them and taking both questions into consideration and what we're hearing from clients and what we're seeing. We just selected a few that we're going to address today. So the first question that we are going to address today is as leaders, when we are struggling, how much should we share with our team? And this is a great question. Absolutely, because we have this conversation all the time. And a reason why I think this conversation comes up a lot is because we aren't really sure if we have created the environment where we can share with our team. Have we created that type of structure where we can share with our team? And then we don't know what's appropriate. So our very first place that we would want to start here is to just say, do a little bit of an analysis. Have I created the type of environment where we can show up for each other and communicate that we're feeling burnt out or that we're having challenges? Have we created an environment of empathy? And there are some key things that I think are important for you to think through as you're considering this. So is our team transparent with each other? Transparent doesn't mean saying the first thing or everything that (laughs) is on your mind. It means if I'm having troubles with a customer, I can't solve a problem, or I just need a bit more rest this week or space this week, am I able to communicate that? If you're not hearing those type of conversations with your team and amongst your team, it may highlight that you have not created the type of space where we can share with each other. Yeah, those are some really great things to watch for in terms of that transparency with one another. Do people feel like they can raise issues when something isn't going well? Does it feel like you can have a conversation around that without blame, without trying to point fingers? Like you can have that conversation and have that open discussion. Absolutely. And so therefore, it's kind of like in order to make this request, have you created the space where this request is appropriate? And 
the second thing that you kind of have to think about in this situation is what are your values? So what is important to you about how you show up for the team and with the team and what is comfortable for you to share? So we want to encourage you to always be creating the type of environment where you can share with your team, hey, I'm hitting a bit of a wall right now, or I need to take a break or a beat right now. And here is the specific request that I would like to make in terms of what I need for support. For some, that level of sharing may feel uncomfortable. We hope that that's kind of the bar, though, that you feel like you can at least share that. For others, they may want to make more specific requests or share more specific plans about what they expect to do. What we don't necessarily want it to do is to turn into a session of just venting, because oftentimes when we're venting to our team, there isn't anything that they can do. Right. And so we don't want to create a situation where people feel helpless where they cannot support us. And then that can then lead to their burnout. Should you have a space to be able to share frustrations, what's happening for you? Absolutely. This situation is probably not the right situation for that, but it's okay to say, hey, I'm burnt out. And here's a request that would be really helpful for me. Yes. And along with that, you're thinking about what you're asking of the team, what burden you may be placing on them by sharing, and you want to be mindful of that. You also want to think through the right level of vulnerability that you want to have. So there's also your own personal comfort, who gets what information from you. And there's a big difference between me and Lakita having a conversation as business partners and me sharing what's going on from a personal point of view that may be impacting my work versus me having that conversation with our colleague. Yeah. A -hmm. colleague. Yes. Where I'd maybe say, Hey, I've got some things going on in my personal life that are impacting me versus the conversation I may have with Lakita is exactly what's happening. Not exactly, but you know, choosing that level of vulnerability, choosing how much to share. Absolutely. And you want to create the space in the organization where we can all have that type of space. Again, I would say we aren't big advocates of unburdening or venting everything just to vent because oftentimes that can send other people into frustration, helplessness, concern that things are falling apart. So we really want to be able to ask for the support we need and be intentional in those steps as you know, you all may not know, but I suffer from a chronic illness. And so It is very clear to Chloe the details of what that means. And so I'm able to share, hey, specifically this week, this is what's happening for me. Here is the request that I have about the type of support I need. Whereas someone else on the team, I may say, hey, you know, there are some medical challenges happening this week. I would love if I could receive this level of support. That for us is baseline. If you're not able to do that in your team, in your organization right now, then there is some work to do. And I think some of our upcoming episodes will help to walk you through how you create that type of culture and environment within your organization. But for now, if you are in a space of burnout and you feel like I haven't created that environment with my team, can I make specific requests that would be supportive of me without people having concerns about my motives? 
our biggest thing to you is get the support you need elsewhere. That might be coaching, that might be therapy, that might be some outside support for your home or family. Get what you need now, but continue to work on this journey of creating the type of workplace where you can. Not in the midst of burnout, I will say that. <laughs> I will say that, but you know, make it a part of your long-term goal. Yes. And if you do have that type of environment, just going back to thinking through what level of support you need, how to do it, it can be really useful to identify, okay, what is it I'm feeling? What's showing up for me? And then next step being, how much do I want to share? And what do I want to ask for? And sometimes step two and three go right together because what can help you identify how much you want to share might be what you're going to be asking for, what you can ask for, what you need. And so that's how to think through that in terms of a process. Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of circle back to the question, if we are a leader that's struggling, how much should we share with our team? After you've assessed the type of environment you have, you may decide to go into more or less detail. But the number one thing is to say, okay, I'm willing to be vulnerable to share an overview at least of what's happening and then to make a specific request of what would be supportive for me right now. Yep, you've named it perfectly. All right, wonderful. Lakita, when we were talking about this question, there was a quote that you brought up that I loved and I would love for you to share that quote. Yeah, it's from one of our faves because we have a lot of faves, Adrian Marie Brown. And she says, do you understand that your quality of life and your survival are tied to how authentic and generous the connections are between you and the people and place you live with and in? So it's all about community and connection as we're highlighting here. And have you created the space where you all can have shared empathy? And so when that is happening within your organization or team, Adrian is highlighting here the quality of your life increases. Yes, 100%. I love that. Yes. So our next question is, how do you stay consistent as a leader when you don't feel that way because you're human? So I love this question because I think the fact that this individual wrote because you're human is indicative of sometimes how we think about leadership, that we think we have to be above humanity. And that's the exact opposite, yes. right? Like, we have to yes. be human first, we are human first. And so that consistency question is a really interesting one, because you definitely want to have a level of consistency. And I think that's true as a human also, not just as a leader, when we think about that consistency. And what does that mean? So Lakita, when you're thinking about consistency, what's really important? Yeah. So for me, it's about integrity as much as possible. 90% of the time for me, it's probably 95% because it's a high value for me. But integrity do I follow through and do the things that I say that I'm going to do? And when I do that on a consistent basis, then I build relationship capital with others. So others know that they can depend on me, that I'm going to follow through, that I'm going to have a high level of ownership. And then in the spaces where I'm not being consistent, 
they're able to hold space for me and offer grace for me. And hopefully even in times when I can't name that I'm not being consistent right now, right? We try to make it a practice on our team to say, hey, I know that I am not showing up in the way that I want to show up. But I want to say that we are encouraging you to create the type of space and relationships where even when you don't notice or can acknowledge yet that you're being inconsistent, that people can hold space and offer you grace because consistently you have shown up and been the type of leader that they know that they can trust. I love that so much. I love the relationship capital piece and how helpful it is to visualize putting that relationship capital into the proverbial bank so that when you do need to make those withdrawals, it's okay. You can have those inconsistent moments and not only can the team around you extend you some grace, but you can also extend yourself some grace as you reflect back on everything you've put into the bank, right? You can take that moment. I know I can be really hard on myself and it is useful for me to reflect and be able to say, oh, do you know what? 85% of the time, I'm not at Lakita's 98, but 85% of the time, she is. <laughs> I'm consistent. And so having this moment is going to be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Making space to acknowledge yourself and acknowledge that you need some support right now and that you have been consistent and now you're asking other folks to support you. If you find that you're in a space where it is multiple times that you are not hitting consistency, then it may indicate that, hey, we actually need to take a bigger step back or put in a higher level of support than we originally thought. And that is okay too. We are always encouraging you to create tools, mechanisms, and practices within the context of your organization and your team, where if you need to take that larger step, you are able to do so. So right now, what we want to encourage you to do is to always be thinking about sustainability, because that's what this whole conversation is really about. Is my organization sustainable for our team, sustainable for me, sustainable for our community, because when it is, then I am going to be able to access the level of support that I need and be the level of support for someone else as well. So if you see that over and over again, you're having issues with consistency, then a larger intervention may need to take place. Yes. And as you were talking, I was thinking about where we started this conversation around, have you created an environment in your organization where you can show up for one another? And even as we think about this consistency piece related to that, have you created an environment where someone can let you know if consistency is becoming a a challenge or an issue in the spirit, again, of empathy, of supporting one another, of creating an organization where we can support one another. Absolutely. And I think we talked about this at the beginning. We can't want people to provide support, empathy, all the things for us if we are not providing that for them. So we want to encourage you to always be the type of leader that is creating space for people as they need it and as they will continue to need it, which I think brings us kind of to our third question. 
How do we handle it when as a society we are burnt out or we're going through grief? This is such a powerful question. And it reminds me of a term that I've heard around a lot recently, which is like collectively we are going through grief and challenges. And that can definitely accelerate our level of burnout. And we are seeing this across industries, across ages, all the things. All the things. Uh, Yeah. And so what are some ways that we can think about this from a macro level? So... Looking at this from a macro level, starting with be political sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we need to do that. Yeah. And what we mean by be political is we sometimes have to take a stand. And by us taking a stand, it will help us to highlight the impact that we want to have. And that impact allows us to feel action oriented, like we are part of the solution, right? Sometimes burnout can happen as the result of feeling helpless or hopeless, as well as exhaustion, right? All of those things can come in. And I think what we're experiencing right now is just hit after hit from all the things that are happening. And so being political to us means what are the things that are important to you all as an organization? What are the principles that you stand on? And then how can you advocate for that and bring that into the work that you do? And our clients are very strong in doing this and um, have an impact giving back to community, being involved in community and taking a stand. And that has such a huge impact on the level of burnout and connection that we feel, right? Like action can help to lead us away from burnout. And then I think in moving from where we talked about being political at the macro level, and we can also think about kind of the micro level, right? Do we allow and have we created space for grief within the context of our organization and our team? And we have some really great clients that we love to brag on, but they have often made decisions to make space for the entire company when challenging situations come up that are continuing to lead to burnout and making adjustments as the result of something like the pandemic. So there are really things you can do within your organization, collective time off, making decisions to go to temporary four-day work weeks, mandating in a way that folks use their vacation time. So there are different interventions that you can do within your organization. I think all those things help to support creating space where people can grieve if they need to, people can refresh if they need to. It's also important to remember here that different things impact different people in different ways. And so two things. One is as a leader, there's a level of responsibility that you have to be aware of what's going on in the world around you, even if it doesn't impact you directly, right? So that's so, so important. And the next one is believe people when they come to you and tell you they need space for grief, for whatever it is. That doesn't mean, oh, you can go take a week off necessarily, but it may mean take the day off. It may mean as an organization, we're all going to acknowledge this and hold space for it. It could be lots of different things. We don't have an answer, right, for every situation, but believing people when they come and tell you about something and 
At times, it may be owning your ignorance. Ideally, you're aware of what's going on, and maybe sometimes you're not. And so being able to say, do you know what? I didn't realize how impactful that was, and I want to make sure I acknowledge that. Yeah. And I want to make space for it now. Yeah. Right. Like instead of going by what's a policy going like, can I do the right thing at the right time, which is often right now. Right. Yes. And so being willing to take action when action is needed to provide an additional level of support. And in doing that and creating that type of environment, you are creating space for yourself as well. You're not doing it with that intention. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And the result of empathy for others is you receive empathy for yourself as well. Yes. I would also add it makes it so that you feel like you can have a little bit of compassion for yourself as well, right? So it's not just the empathy that you may receive from others. It's recognizing that you may be having a hard time with something and that's okay. And you can be compassionate with yourself Yeah. also. Yes. And I love it because Chloe will always bring it back to <laughs> the individual level, individual practices are the things that help to drive organizational practices and organizational change. And we, again, as you can tell, we love Adrienne Marie Brown, but she always says uh, small is all, right? That if we are thinking about it at this individual level, then we can begin to see how that reverberates at a larger level as well. But we have to start at that individual level. So these are just a few of the main points that we felt that hadn't been addressed in other episodes and key questions that came to us that we really wanted to highlight and elevate within this episode. We encourage you to continue to send us questions. It is really important to us and a part of what we do to be able to respond to what's on your mind right now and the questions that you're asking right now. So, Thank you for listening this week. And as always, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for tuning in. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this week's episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast on your favorite platform. Mm-hmm.